Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to remember those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must henceforth be forever cast into the abyss of dead names. In this moment of our remembrance, we prove with great grief and wailing the sincerity of our noble tolerance. What we once wrongly allowed in the ignorance of white privilege has become the cleansing rite of virtue signaling we use to prove our purity. Join with me now as we remember those we've lost. First, Santa Rosa County Commissioner Sam Parker, who was caught on video surveillance using the anti-Semitic phrase, Jew you down, at an equipment rental store. Confronted with evidence of this blatant second-degree felony linguistic racism, Parker at first declared he had done nothing wrong and then subsequently offered his apology, claiming he did not know this was a racial slur. Despite loud demands for his resignation from several local certified fourth-degree counselors and the internet in general, Parker is not resigning his position. Well, this cannot stand. Although we do recognize his apology, there must be consequences. And if nothing happens to Sam, then every other enemy of thought conformity will simply claim ignorance when confronted with their sins. But the entire premise of our movement is that ignorance of the ever-changing rules is not an excuse for breaking the ever-changing rules. As Vogelsang's fifth paradigm of effective thought policing teaches, always punish the language offender viciously and immediately. Only in this way will all subjects become agents of the state by learning the necessity of thought policing themselves. Now, it has also been said by some that Jew you down is a very low-level slur, which even many Jews themselves do not mind, bland as it is in comparison with other attacks on Jews over the centuries. But again, need I remind you of your catechism? As section 2571.05a-4 clearly states, being offended on behalf of those who do not even know they should be offended is the greatest act of virtue a person can signal. What offends the Jews does not matter. What offends woke white liberals on behalf of the Jews that is the real standard. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Second, some good news from the unwild, unwild west, where the Washington Elementary School District last week ended their five-year relationship with Arizona Christian University, about 100 of whose Baptist student teachers had created an unsafe learning environment over the past five years simply by their presence in the classroom. Leading the charge was board member Tamilia Valenzuela, a self-described bilingual neurodivergent queer black Latina who loves a good hot wing and things that sparkle. As the she, hers, Ella pronoun using official bravely wearing cat ears at the meeting explained, student teachers who believe in so-called traditional morality cannot be entrusted with the mental safety of LGBTQ plus 2SIA hashtag hyphen slash backslash students. Now I know some heretics have raised the question of whether it would be possible to staff our public schools adequately if all the teachers who held religious beliefs in favor of heteronormative marriage were removed from the classroom. But I say to you, it would be better to have 200 students per teacher in third grade than to even let a single conservative Baptist, Catholic, Lutheran, or Presbyterian see the inside of a classroom. In fact, we should be applying an anti-religious test to all teaching applicants and requiring them to deny so-called biblical morality in order to maintain their teaching certificates. And just to be sure, we should apply this oath test regularly, perhaps twice a day, before announcements and again after lunch, just to be sure nothing's changed. As the late St. Aldous Huxley taught us, when you are the outsiders, ask for tolerance. When you get tolerance, ask for equality. When you get equality, ask for dominion. And when you get dominion, use it immediately to expunge those who ask for tolerance so they cannot use our pretend claims of tolerance against us. Good for Miss Tamilia and her cat ears and sparkles, and thank goodness for the coming teacher shortage. It only proves how important education really is to us. Woe unto all who offend. 
And finally, let's take a moment to bask in the glory radiating from an unlikely source, the United States Navy. As you are no doubt aware, the Congressional Naming Commission recommended changing the Confederacy-related names of about 750 military assets, including everything from streets to monuments to bases and even naval vessels such as the USS Chancellorville, which will become the USS Robert Smalls. But now, in a renaming to surpass all renamings, Secretary of the Navy Carlos del Toro has announced a renaming for the Oceanographic Survey Ship USNS Mori, named for Matthew Mori, the founder of modern oceanography, but alas, a naval officer in the Confederacy. This ship will now be rebranded as the USNS Marie Tharp, a woman with no ties to the Confederacy who, as a pioneering geologist and oceanographic cartographer, created the first scientific maps of the Atlantic Ocean floor and laid the foundation for our understanding of plate tectonics and continental drift. But do you not see the symbolic elegance of this rebrand? That's right, Mori is becoming Marie. And by the sheer will of Del Toro's intersectional wisdom, the USNS Tharp is becoming the first officially transgender U.S. warship. While in port, the Mori will receive full governmental subsidized gender reassignment surgery to bring out her true femininity the she-ship we always knew was inside of her. This gender-affirming care includes removal of her primary propeller shaft, installation of a one-of-a-kind water intake jet drive, and the addition of decorative fishnet, mostly in the aft section. If ever a vessel was more deserving of a glorious rainbow crest with puberty blockers and a pair of scissors on the flag, I can't think of it. But you know, the more I do consider, perhaps it's time to realize the Navy has always been the most trans-allied of the services since, until recently, Ships named for people were only named for men, and yet, as we all know, the preferred pronouns of those ships has always been she, her, and hers. So perhaps the Nimitz, the Roosevelt, and the Truman have been yearning for female liberation all this time, but we never asked. And finally, the Mori will be getting the transition and the gender identity recognition all the other gender dysphoric warships deserve. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. And now... With these cleansing rites performed, may we all go forth in loving tolerance and to microaggress no more. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. <laughs>